I want everybody to eat. And maybe that's just me being a good ass person, but I want everybody to eat, whether you're in my life or not. You don't gotta sit at my table to eat. to another episode of Just Jada Podcast. I can't even really say like a, like you know how I usually say like welcome back to episode seven, episode eight. can't even say that because I don't even know what episode I'm going to put this as because this is just like a random spur in the moment recorded episode type thing because I just, my heart is so heavy tonight and it's just like I have a lot of thoughts, I have a lot of things that I feel, I have a lot of um, just things that have been on my mind for a while and I feel like now is the perfect time to record because I'm in the rawest moment of them and I'm going to get the most authentic episode out of it because it is exactly what I'm feeling right now. Um, I say that all the time, like usually if I feel something, I always try to like either write it down if I can't record in that moment or go straight downstairs to go record it because I feel like it's just the rawest, most authentic content when it's in the moment. It's the most rawest, authentic content when, you know, you're just winging it. I don't even have my mics down here. I'm literally just recording straight to my laptop. I wasn't even going to do audio, but then I was like, nah, if I record this as like a, or like not even if I record it, if I drop this as an actual episode, people are going to want the audio as well. So I can't just post just like a clip, you know what I'm saying, on YouTube. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm set my phone up. We're going to record on our laptop, not even going to set up how I usually do set up because it's just, just not a regular video. I'm just, I just want to talk. This is just going to be my therapy session right now because I feel like I just have things on my heart and on my mind and yeah. Basically, okay, first I'm going to start with this. I've been like saving this. This happened on last Sunday, I believe. Um, just something that I did. And it made me feel really good and really proud of myself as a woman. At the end of this video, or at the end of this episode, I'm going to post the clip of me just talking in the car about what had happened, had actually happened. I'm going to post that at the end of this video so you guys can see it. So you know, like, the context of the story behind what I'm talking about. Long story short, because I will explain it at the end of the video, I did something that I know as a woman, if I would have, if the roles would have been reversed, I would have wanted it to be done to me. And I would have wanted that little bit of support in that little tiny moment. Because as a woman, when you're going through things, when you're going through a heartbreak or when you're just sad or when you just don't feel your best self as a woman, that can really tear you down. And I feel like it's easy to feel like you're alone. It's easy to feel like you don't have nobody to talk to. But in reality, you do have a lot of people to talk to because women go through that every day. There's women that wake up every day and it's just like, damn, when is this sadness going to go away? Or when am I going to heal from this heartbreak? You know, like women are never alone. And I think in the moment, what I just wanted to do was make another woman who's going through currently an emotion that I've previously gone through in the past, make her feel like I'm here for you. I support you. Basically, long story short, I was at the marina one day, just chilling, vibing, doing whatever I do. And... I had seen a woman and her man going at it 
whatever. And she's screaming at him, yelling at him. And I ended up knowing both of the people that were involved. And you know me, I'm big on minding my business, child. Okay. <laughs> so I'm turning on my music. I'm just trying to chill. Because I go to the marina. If you are from Long Island and you've been to the Bayshore Marina, you know why you go there. It's a chill, cool environment. You looking right at the water. You can park your car up and just chill. That's what I do all the time. Um, so, yeah, I'm chilling. And I just hear them going at it. And it really brought me back to the last relationship that I was in because I had done that so many times. The mar- I would go to the marina. He would follow me. We would know. First of all, we would break up over some dumb shit. I would go to the marina. The nigga would follow me. He would pull up. We would argue. We would do that shit every fucking week. That was the epitome of our toxic relationship. So when I seen her doing it and I knew who it actually was, both of them, when I tell you I was overcome with extreme sadness and I was just like, nah, I got to talk to her. Like, like I always say, I'm, I'm so empathetic. I... I may take on people's emotions a little too strongly and a little too severely, but that's literally just how I am. And I went up to her and we had a little conversation, a little woman heart to heart. And I was telling her like, yo, you're going to be good. Whatever happens between y'all, whether y'all stay together, whether y'all break up, you're going to be good because you're a bad bitch. And either way, you can always get a new nigga. So that's the gist of it. And I literally drove away in tears because I was just like, wow, like I really did that. I was really there for a woman who I barely know. I know this woman in passing and like, you know, we, we know each other, but it's not on no close, oh, this is my best bitch type shit. So me going out of my way to show her that I, I see her and that I understand what she's going through because I really, really, truly do is just all that I wanted to do. And even later on, like a day later, she texted me on uh, Instagram and she was like, yo, thank you. Like that was so needed. I, it was such a bad day. Like we were going at it. I just needed to hear that. And as a woman, I knew she needed to hear that. So I did it. Y'all will know the full details once you once we get past this. I'm promise I'm gonna put it in the in the YouTube video when I post this. But yeah, if you are just listening to the audio, make sure you go watch the YouTube video to actually see the clip of me after I was driving away. And because I explained the full story, I don't want to explain it right now because it's just a lot, and I have so many other things on my mind that I want to talk about. But just know I did a good deed, and your girl feels really wholesome. And I feel like when you put good fortune and good energy out into the world like that. That shit comes back tenfold. So I I just feel good. Like doing that made me feel good. So that was that I I've been waiting to tell you guys that because you know um I don't know if I'm gonna draw last week or this past Friday the episode that dropped was a collaboration with me and my friend Tiasia who does hair um really cool conversation about our turn ons turn offs what we want in a man what we don't it was just a cool conversation I have another collab that I did in Atlanta that I haven't dropped yet I don't know if I'm gonna put this as next week's episode or the collab. Either way, both of them are going to come out. It's just a matter of time and when I'm going to do it. But great content either way. And I know this episode that I'm recording right now is going to be good too because I had just, I just have a lot of shit that I have on my heart, you know? I go through things in my life and I've realized I have no problem with not telling my side of the story. Because first of all, there's two reasons I don't tell my side of the story. It depends on the situation, obviously. But there are certain situations where Someone will paint a negative picture of me and I don't even want to tell my side of the story because when I tell my side of the story, it's going to really illuminate the terrible person that you are and completely invalidate the narrative that you created about me. But I don't even care enough to change that narrative because people that know me know me and they know who I am and what I what I'm about as a person. So your narrative of me really doesn't have any effect on me and how I'm moving over here. So I don't have no desire to tell my side of the story. Now. 
that's with like friends, relationships that fall out, whatever. Now with family, it's a little different because you guys know I haven't talked about my family all season. I talked about them last season on Real Talk. That was the realest I've ever gotten on this show about my family situation and like my extended family on both sides and just my house and my ho- my household and what we go on, go through in here. I already told you guys, my extended family on both sides of my family, I really don't fuck with. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just don't. I think they've shown me things that I just don't think as a woman or as a as a woman who's been brought up a certain way. And I think that going against loyalty and respect and vital, important, simple shit like that, you cross me with those simple things and I promise you I don't have no desire to ever speak to you. Like my mom a couple days ago, she sent me like a picture of my family or whatever on Facebook. All of my family members are blocked on Facebook. Let me tell you something. When it comes to me and that block button, we besties. Because first of all, you're not about to stress me out about nothing on my phone, okay? Because I don't, no, hell no. So my Facebook block list, I promise you it has about 15 family members right now just sitting. Because I don't, I don't need to see you. If I don't fuck with you, I don't need to see you. And I block everybody that's affiliated because I don't need to see none of y'all. It's that deep for me. So my mom sent me something that they posted or whatever. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's cool. Nice. Cool. And she goes, oh, well, doesn't that make you want to reach out to them? No. No, because I think this is also another thing. Because I have, you know, friends that I've known for years that I don't speak to who were just at my birthday, who were just at my launch party, who I haven't spoken to in months. Because realistically, like, if enough time passes, at the end of the day, what we don't realize is life is, life is going to go on with or without whoever is missing from your life or who's in it, it doesn't matter. Life is going to go on. So these people haven't been in my life or been in my presence in months, years at that point. I don't, at this point in my life, you don't need to explain nothing. You don't need to tell me what happened. You don't need to tell me why you was acting funny. I don't care. Because if that was the case and if it was a real problem for you and you really wanted to resolve it, we could have resolved it when it, when it first happened. I don't want to hear nobody's excuses for why they treated me a certain way or why they didn't fuck with me for a certain amount of time. I don't care. I don't care if that's the case just don't fuck with me because I don't have a problem with that either I don't want to rekindle no fucking relationship that I didn't break I don't want to rekindle no relationship that put me through any made me feel any type of way I don't I don't like just like you just like I'm going through my life and you watching me win and you watching me do all this shit from the outside looking in keep doing that because you could have been right here with me if you would have you know been a decent human being like I am I don't have no time to rekindle nothing. I dead don't. No. Even like friends, the girls who have been my friend, who we were best friends. Bitches do some weird shit to me. I'm gone. I'm gone. And you don't, you're not going to get the opportunity to rekindle that because I didn't break that bond. You did. And like, no tea, no shade. Don't care, girl, whatever. I don't even know if you're going to see this one day. Don't care. But like, I have an old friend who, if you've been watching my videos consistent, consistently, I've been talking about a leech, okay? I've brought up a leech here and there in specific episodes. This is the woman that I'm talking about. Texts me like, oh, you know, I see your podcast moving. Like, you're good. You're doing everything that you said you was going to do. Like, I'm proud of you even though we don't speak. Like, I wish you well. Girl, stop. That reaching out to people when you know you don't have access to them anymore is crazy. You don't have access to me for a reason. That does not give you any rhyme or reason to text me and say, oh, I see you doing this. I'm proud of you. Keep going. Girl, you don't need to be proud of me because the people who are in my life and actually around me and treat me right, that's what the love and support I need, babe. So I, I literally texted her back and I was like, listen, girl, I didn't break that bond. 
I am not the reason we are not friends right now. Okay? That's number one. Number two, respectfully, I've told this girl that I would beat her ass so many times. If a woman tells me she's going to beat my ass so many times, you are never hearing from me again. Like, what? And I know I don't want to fight? I'm not going to reach out to you and say, oh, you're such a beautiful person. I see you working. Nah, that's weird. Girl, I done said I would smack the shit out of you. Are you crazy? What? What? No. And it's just like, girl, I didn't break that bond. We don't have nothing to talk about. Because realistically, you texted me saying that. What is my response? A pointless, meaningless conversation and interaction that doesn't need to be had. That doesn't need to be had. Because we've been not interacting and not having conversations. So let's keep it that way. That's really how I feel at this point in my life. If we are not cool and we don't speak or whatever and you have bad blood towards me, don't ever hit me up like, yo, can we talk? Because I just want to tell you what happened. I just want to say, nah, especially not months later. If shit is, if there's a problem between me and you, address it right then and there or else I promise you we will never speak again. That's how I'm giving it up. I don't have energy for nobody. I don't have energy for none of the bullshit, none of the drama, none of that. Even my friends, my immediate circle right now, they know how I feel about that drama shit. I will let y'all, I will go, bitch. I will leave y'all so quick when y'all start that drama shit because I don't have time. I don't have the time because when if I'm involved in some drama, I'm taking it too far. So don't involve me because I don't care. And if I do care, I promise I'm lighting shit up. I don't do that. So let me just just X me out. Don't even put me in it. Don't even put me in it. That's why I, I have no tolerance for drama. None. And my friend group has had a lot of it in the last couple of weeks and I'm... T- Child, y'all can come to me for any advice. Y'all, we could talk. We could chalk it up. We could do whatever. We could do whatever. But with y'all drama, I'm only going to take it so far. We can only have so many conversations before I'm presenting you with like, okay, so what's the what's the solution? We either going to fight this bitch, we're going to leave it alone and go about our business, or that's the end of us talking about it. And I'm, I'm not going to keep talking about shit that's not serving me. And I'm not going to keep talking about shit that's negative. Because when you talk about things that that's negative, you're going to get negative results. Because I'm like the power of the tongue is real. That's why I only want to talk about shit that's going to make me better or that I actually fuck with. Because I'm going to get positive energy back from the universe. You can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, does that make sense? Am I chatting? I don't think I'm chatting. I think I'm spitting facts, hot flame Cheetos right now. Like, what? Anyway, but yeah, that's why I don't really tell my side of the story because I, I don't particularly care to clear up no rumor or no narrative perception of me that you've created for other people to follow because don't care because I'm a realized bitch and the niggas around me know that I'm a realized bitch so you being the one extra bitch on the list of bitches that hate me mind you this is a long laundry list of bitches I don't care I don't care because in reality who gonna say what to my face nobody right oh okay because I didn't hear nothing either also anyway Let's leave that drama for their mama. But I have like a list of things that have been on my heart today that I'm just going to talk about. But I want to talk about my dad real quick because my dad's probably never going to hear this episode. He's never going to see it. So like, you know, and I I think that's another reason why I feel very self-conscious when I talk about my parents because I know my mom watches my episodes. My aunts watch my episodes. My family listens to them like. Not that I have anything to hide and not that they're going to judge me for anything that I say, but I don't, I don't really know the difference. I don't know what's crossing the line and what's not because a part of telling my story is also telling their story as well. And I don't want to ever say something or, you know, share too much to 
dim their light and to make them feel like, damn, well, she talked about this on her podcast. Now people are probably looking at me crazy because it's really never like that. It's really just me trying to express myself and trying to just get some shit off my chest and just, you know what I'm saying? Like just vent on my podcast. Like that's really, that was really the whole point of it. Just me venting and getting my point across and my voice heard. So I, cause my, I don't want my mom to ever like listen to an episode and be like, damn, like she telling all my business. Like, damn, I'm a shitty mom. Like she's talking mad shit. Cause that, it's never like that. It's just really how I feel. And when I say how I feel on this show, it's never to fucking downplay anybody. It's never to like make anybody feel any type of way but it's just really for you to feel me and feel what I feel and how things are affecting me you know because I'm a grown-ass woman like I I'm not going through my life carrying no no nothing I don't want to be like oh I should have said this on my show or or I should have you know opened up to this them a little bit better nah bro I signed up to do this podcast I signed up to be authentic I signed up to be real I signed up to tell the whole truth and give y'all a little glimpse of my life in a different way I'm not gonna I'm not gonna renege on that agreement and that vision for myself just because I feel like certain people are gonna aren't gonna like what I have to say. I can't do that. That's not authentic. That's not real. So for believe me, y'all already know I talk about my dad all day, up and down, 24-7. He's amazing. He's put me in positions to really do some great shit. He's spit game to me. Like a lot of the things that I know business-wise, just fucking street-wise, I've learned from my dad. He's an amazing, smart man. Personally, my dad could never do no wrong in my eyes, no matter what. 22 years on this earth, I've had a front row uh, seat to him and my mom's relationship. And it hasn't always been good. It hasn't always been, you know, peaches and cream. And I've seen, you know, them do things or treat each other a certain way that I don't necessarily agree with. But like I said, neither one of them could really do no wrong in my eyes. Like what they fight about and what they go through is on them. They're still my parents. I'm going to still love them regardless. I'm going to still think that they're fucking phenomenal because they are. But this isn't, and I'm not saying this because this is necessarily going on right now, but it's just something that I've been thinking about since I was little. And I think it's important. And low-key, I do hope my dad sees this one day. I hope my dad sits down and watch all, watches all of my episodes one day so he can really understand how he's raised me and how he's created this such such an articulate and just determined woman because I really would not be who I am today without my mom and without my dad. Despite their relationship, despite our relationship with our family, despite all of that shit, I would not be who I am today without either one of my parents. They are like so vital to my existence. Like you have no idea, obviously, because they made me, but it's deeper than that. Like they're really the blueprint for me. Like Everything that I am is because of them. Like, you know how you say, like, you really my son when you like somebody? Like, I'm really their son, for real. Like, for but I'm their daughter, you know? Oh, you know what I mean? But I just want to talk about my dad because two things that I just have always felt. And first of all, first the first thing that I want to express is that my father... When him and my mother are going at it or when they're like upset with each other or like, you know, couples be mad at each other all the time. When they're going through something, he sometimes channels his anger and points it at me. And when I was younger, it used to confuse me. 
because it was like I'm your daughter like actually no when I was younger and my parents would fight I always I used to be the voice of reason for my dad I used to be the thing that would snap him out of whatever mood or whatever angry vibe he was in I used to be that one thing that was like his weakness you know like I used to be that one thing for him and I think as I got older and I became a woman and I became more opinionated and I became everything that they taught me to be that changed because now I feel like when they go at it my dad I think I really think my dad sees so much of my mom in me because you know like my mom's a businesswoman too she has her own um baking business she has a full-time job like my mom is that girl. My mom is, and that's always how I describe her. Like when I describe my mom, I'm like, yo, she's that girl. She has, she's independent, has her own many streams of income, is so smart, so determined. And I feel like when my dad is angry with my mom and he looks at me, it's like seeing the same person. So there's double anger. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that. And it makes so much sense because, you know, like, my little brother, let's use him for example. He's only 10 or 11. I don't know. These, these little boys are getting so old. I don't even know. He making me feel old. I don't know. But yeah, he's 10. And I feel like he never has any anger towards him because I feel like he's replaced me as the voice of reason for my father. I think my little brother is in his own world he's 10 he's you know trying to play video games trying to eat mcdonald's trying to do whatever so i think he's definitely replaced me in the sense of he is my dad's safe space which hurts me so bad but i mean it's whatever damn am i about to cry that's weird but it does hurt me it does because like me and my dad were like I like this so like seeing his bond with my little brother reminds me so much of me when I was growing up because we were so close and they're so close and it's just like I, I can't even say that I'm jealous of my little brother because that's crazy but like I just be looking at them sometimes it's like damn like I wish I still had that you know relationship with my dad I wish we were still like super cool like that you know I wish I was younger so that, like, we could still be like that. Because I feel like now he looks at me as an adult. So it's just like, you're just like your mom, you know? Because I'm the type of person where I'm going to tell you like it is. And even when they fight sometimes, I be telling my dad, like, yo, you're bugging. Like, you're crazy. Even when they, even when my mom is wrong, I be looking at them like, yo, are y'all serious? Like, y'all are crazy. I be telling them real shit because at this point in my life, I'm grown. I'm an adult. I have my own opinions. I have my own way of thinking. I have my own way of doing things. And... It's my job, I feel, as a woman and as a human being on this earth to always be honest and always say how I feel. And when they when they can't get it together, I want to be, not even to say that I want to be in their business because I don't, but I've been in their business. But when they're wrong, I'm big on telling them when they're wrong, especially my dad. And he knows that, and I feel like he doesn't like that. So I think that has kind of, I don't want to say destroyed our relationship, but I think that's kind of... Um, caused our relationship to just be different and uh, 
<laughs> I didn't know this was gonna like make me this emotional talking about this, so I'm so sorry. But I don't know, I just I feel like my dad My dad has things he hasn't healed from that he's endured 20, 30 years ago, right? And he has no desire to go to therapy. He has no desire to talk about any of that because that's always how he's been taught. You don't talk about your emotions. You just take that shit and you go. And I totally respect how he thinks. I totally respect how he you know, goes through his life. But the things that he hasn't healed from completely affect how he acts and how he moves through his life now. My dad's 48 years old. I hate that he's been through things when he was 28 years old that probably still affect him and that he's never gotten the proper closure from. I hate that. Especially me being 22 and doing all this shadow work and doing all this work on my mental. Psychology was my minor in, in um, my to get my bachelor's degree. I love that shit. I love, you know... I didn't understand what healing meant and I didn't understand closure and shadow work and all that. I didn't understand what that meant until I went to school for it, until I understood it, until I really went through it and had to really research why I was feeling the way I was feeling and, you know, bring up certain situations that have happened in my life to understand why I act the way I act. You know, my dad has never done that work. And it's the saddest thing in the world to know that your dad is going to die and never get closure from things that he went through when he was like 15. Cause my dad's been through a lot. Like I always tell him like, yo, you could write a book, you could make a movie and be a hit. Like he's been, he's a real OG. And like, I love him to death, but it's just like, when you as a person are being raised by someone who, don't get me wrong, my dad taught me my so much. My dad raised me to be a queen. My dad. I am a queen because of my dad. And when I talk about my dad, I don't ever mean to like leave my mom out. But it's just a particular issue that I have with my dad right now. That Because my mom is perfect. Her birthday was yesterday. Um, I don't want to say my mom is She's not perfect, but she's perfect to me. Her, her birthday was yesterday, April 1st. Um, born on April Fool's Day. She kicks off the month of April with her Aries season. And then I, I finish it on April 27th with my Taurus season. <laughs> I'll be in Miami with my bitches, hey, but that's what I was saying. But yeah, I don't ever want to make it seem like I'm leaving my mom out of the conversation or like I'm not ever trying to talk about my mom because I have my own relationship with my mom. My mom, my mom is my mom. I'm always love my mom, but I'm my dad's is just heavy on my heart right now, so I got to talk about it. But it's just the saddest thing in the world when your dad will never get the closure because I don't I I. My dad is getting older. Like I said, he's 48. So, like, I want my dad to be 65 thriving. Like, driving nice cars, living his life. I don't want them to have to struggle. And I want him to have to feel like, damn, like, I went through all this shit. And I'm finally 65. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want him to have to want for anything. And I feel like that's another thing. Like, I'm putting so much pressure on myself because I don't even want to be rich. I want my parents to be rich because I feel like they deserve that life. I feel like. I say this to my mom all the time. I feel like they were not given the lives that they were supposed to be given. Like, that sounds so dark and so sad when I say it. I don't really mean it like that, but I just feel like they haven't been given or they haven't been 
given the flowers that they deserve in this life for real. And I, I want to be rich because I want to make them rich. I want them to have everything that they've ever wanted. And I think I just want my dad to be okay. And he's okay. Don't get me wrong. He's fine. But I just want him to really live his life and be happy with it. And I want the same thing for my mom. I want, I prayed for my mom before I came down here to record because I just, she's out right now living her best life out at a lounge with her besties as she should but I just want her to be happy whether they're listening anything can happen tomorrow things can change tomorrow I want them both to be their best selves whether they're together or not and I always told myself if they were to break up I wouldn't care I wouldn't care that's cap I would care because like I would have to uproot my whole life my whole life has been with my parents I've never lived with just one of my parents so that would be an I don't even want that day to happen because I would have to live by myself. I can't, nah, I can't, oh, who you want to live with? Like, that's a crazy conversation to have at 22 years old. Nobody. I want to live by myself. Like, I don't even want to talk about that. Oh, girl, get it together. Oh, my goodness. But you see what I mean? Like, when you have certain conversations like and you cry about it like this is going to be a really healing moment for me because this is things that I felt for so long and I've never said anything because I can't really have these conversations with my dad because I personally feel like my dad doesn't like to have real life conversations with me because he knows I'm probably going to tell him things that he probably doesn't want to hear just because like I'm blunt and I just feel like if you're in a situation that isn't making you happy or if there's anything in your life that you feel like you want to change and you have the ability to do it, I don't have no sympathy for you because you have the ability to change it, you know? That's just my mentality on things. And I know my dad, you know, you don't want to hear that when you're a fucking almost 50-year-old man and your 22-year-old daughter is telling you about yourself, you know? Like, you don't ever want to hear that. So I get it. And that's why I don't get on him. But, like, it hurts when, like, he ignores me or, like, when he, like, acts out or acts angry towards me off the strength of my mom because she's like, bro, I'm not in that relationship with you. Like, what? I just want to be happy with you. I want to, you know, I just want you to love me. Like, that's it. But, um, I also think that just ties into how important it is for a woman to have a father. Because I saw something on Instagram a couple days ago and it was like, a woman goes through her like a woman a woman's relationship with her father dictates how she acts towards boys or how she acts in relationships you know and that's completely 100 percent true because my father has always been a provider he's always been a protector he's always treated me with nothing but respect he's always given me whatever i wanted whatever i needed so that's the standard i set in my relationships with a man you know and i'm so grateful that i got to grow up with an amazing loving father you know i'm so grateful for that so grateful that I got to grow up with an amazing mom who taught me like yo if you need to you know do what you gotta do for your family to be okay and to provide you do that my mom lost her job like years ago and started baking taught herself everything like my dad is a self-taught graphic designer like that is the epitome of okay you know you got this family to provide for you know you have yourself to provide for and you just lost your income so now you're gonna get it how you can get it and monopolized off of something that you got to teach yourself that's talent 
my mom is so creative. I never knew she was this creative. I never knew she could draw. I never knew she could not draw, but like my mom could make a really beautiful, creative ass cake and an idea for a cake that I would never think of. And I never knew she could do that until she really tapped into it and became a baker. I never knew that. And I just think it's important for a little girl to have her father because that's the basis of everything, I feel like. Because, you know, when you grow up and when you want to build relationships with men and you want to get married and you want to have children, like, your father is supposed to teach you right from wrong. Your father is supposed to teach you what you deserve and what you don't deserve. And I think my father has done a great job of teaching me that. But I feel like ever since I turned like 21, like his mentality of me now is like, oh, she's an adult. She's good. And it's just like realistically, like I'm going to always need my dad. I'm going to always need my mom. I'm about to be 22. And of course, I don't feel like I'm where I need to be in life because I don't have my own crib. I don't have my own car. I don't have my own anything. But. Don't change how you act towards me and don't change how you love me because you see me as an adult now, you know? That's just the gist of it. And I just like how I feel like a a son needs their mom. And I feel like that's probably a part of the reason my dad is who he is because his relationship with his mom in the beginning when he was younger, my dad has always had to fend for himself since he was in his teenage years. Like, and it it stemmed off of, his mom not being there, you know? And I think, like I said, that's another thing that he's never healed from. So his relationship as woman, with women is complicated. It's difficult. It's tumultuous because the relationship with his mom was never talked about. It was never healed from. It was never any of that. So this is what I mean when I say, like, the things you go through and how you are raised completely affect you in your later life because how my dad grew up and how I grew up is completely different and I feel like because of how my parents individually grew up and they knew what they lacked in their households they tried everything that they could to give me that and they you know my parents did an amazing job with me I'm not saying that they you know lacked anything but right now in this moment I genuinely feel just I don't know like I'm praying for everybody in my house. We're not going through anything. I'm not trying to make it seem like we're fucking going through some shit. (laughs) But I pray we just are happy and at peace. That's all this house needs is just peace. Like, you know, even my little brother, like I, I I did a really good job at like shielding or hiding him from a lot of the things that I seen when I grew up, when it came to my parents. Because that was my number one thing to me. Like, as soon as my little brother was born, I was like, yo, like, y'all can do whatever. Put whatever you need on me. Don't put nothing on him because he doesn't deserve that. He's not as emotionally strong as me or as I was when I was 10 years old. And I notice that and I see that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to be that protector for him. I'm going to be that, you know, that guard for him where it's like, you don't got to deal with that shit because you don't need to. Because I think I went through things that I went through at 10 years old that really mentally matured me and forced me to grow up and forced me to be just a mentally mature young woman way too early. And I don't regret that because I probably wouldn't be who I am or do what I'm doing today. But when it changes you, for real. And 
another thing that's like been on my heart is like I've been single for a while. I've been single for like two years at this point. I be don't be keeping track because I'm just so used to being by myself and it doesn't bother me at all. Being by myself and not having nobody to, you know, call my own person doesn't bother me. And yes, there are times where it gets lonely and like, you know, but when it gets lonely, realistically, what I do is I'm going to put some music on. I might smoke a blunt. I might go hang out with my friends. I'm going to do everything to get over that feeling because at the end of the day, like lonely is just a feeling. That's not like, uh, what do I really want to say? I feel like, I just feel like when you experience, there's a difference between being lonely and just being alone in the moment. And I think I say I'm lonely, but it's just because I'm alone in the moment. You know what I'm saying? That's really what I mean. But I am such a lover. I would love to have someone just come into my life and make it known that they want to keep their presence in my life permanent. I keep looking away because I'm my eyes are teary and I just can't. But I want to be in love. I want somebody, you know, that I can call like, yo, come over. Let's just lay in bed and watch a movie let's do this or let's I wish I want a man to I, we talked me and TH talked about this on last week's episode but I want a man to text me like yo be ready by 7 30 and we gonna do this and it just be some adventurous like shit because that's just what I feel like I deserve and that's what I really really want and I'm I have this conversation this is a battle that I have every day with myself like yeah you want a man yeah you you know you want all this but I have to talk myself down because it's just like, girl, you don't need a man right now. Like, you know, you're good by yourself. You're doing everything you got to do. But at the end of the day, when you have everything going for you and your life is okay and you're, you know, making moves to, you know, be a better woman, there's no better feeling than having somebody that's solely for you, who loves you for you and who you can call when things get tough to just be there. You know, I don't have that. And like, I said this to my, one of my friends a couple of days ago, and it's so crazy that I even said this, but like, I don't miss my ex at all. I don't miss that relationship. I don't miss none of it. But I would love for a man to come into my life like he did and be so sure like I'm here to stay. Because he was really like, when I tell you, he was ready for me. And he he proved that he was ready for me. That's what I want. And I guess I'll spill a little tea. I recently started like, interacting with someone and I said this before I don't know which season I said this or what episode I said this but I'm always at a different level of healing than certain people because what I do is like I do a lot of work on myself and like every guy that I meet that I'm interested in they're either like not looking for nothing serious or just got out of a fucking long-term relationship and is trying to be outside and it's just always bad timing. Like, you know, it might be right person, wrong timing, but the timing is always wrong. And I feel it just sucks. Because, like, I hate when guys tell me, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious. Because then that makes me have to limit how I fuck with you. And I don't like to limit how I fuck with people. I'd rather not fuck with you. Like, I'm, I'm also quick, like, if I like a man and he says, like, oh, like, I'm just trying to kick it for right now. I'm not trying to do nothing serious. Like, I immediately retreat because I just don't enjoy fucking just a fuck. I don't enjoy sneaky links. I don't enjoy none of that. And it's just like, 
it just sucks. Because I, I try to change what I want to fit the societal norms. Because the societal norms right now is sneaky links and, oh, like, we could just fuck for a couple months. And, you you know, we do everything that relationships do, but we're not in a relationship. So I try to, conf- like, change the way I think to where it's just like, nah, girl, don't get, you don't want nothing serious. Just, I personally just stay away from all interaction with men because I already know the timing. And I already know the timing is not on my timing. And... It just sucks because I feel like I should not have to change what I want and what I value and what I deserve to fit into societal's norms. Like, I don't need, I don't want to, I don't want to, when it comes to my love life, I want somebody that loves me out loud. I want somebody that wants to see me. I want someone that wants to be around for the long one. I, I feel like I'm an amazing person, bro. And... Oh my god. Damn. You know when you're talking about something and it makes you really emotional and you're just like, damn, I didn't know I had this much emotions behind it? That's crazy. It just sucks when you're always ready to love people like I am whether it be a friend or somebody I'm trying to pursue romantically I'm always ready to love people because I know I enjoy being loved and it sucks when I'm always ready to love people and people are hesitant to love me or they have no intentions of loving me at all just trying to keep me around for a little while it's very hard out here for the girls with the good hearts and the girls trying to love people right now. It's very hard. And every day I force myself to really be like, girl, you know it's hard out here for the girls with the good hearts. So why are you even trying? Why are you even why are you even upset about it? But it's just like when you know you've done the work on yourself and when you know you can give somebody a different type of love, because you got a different type of love in you. And there was a different type of love used to make you I think my soulmate is in work (laughs) my soulmate might be me for real (laughs) my soulmate might be me for real and if that's the case I need God to tell me so I don't be tripping but yeah my best friend she has a very hard exterior Cause that's just the wall she's put up for herself. Like when we talked about, talk about men, she's just like, nah, I'm not looking for nothing serious. I'm just, we can, you know, do what we do. And then that's it. But recently she came to me and she was like, yo, I, I really want him. I, I want a man. You know, I've been saying for years, like, fuck these niggas. You don't need a nigga. Like when I'm crying over a nigga, that's the first person I go to because I know she's going to be like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? We can find a new one. You want to go outside? What do you want to do? Like she's always been that girl where it's just like, I'm never going to let a man make me feel no type of way because she's been through some shit with men. And a couple of days ago, she was like, I, I know that what you put out into the universe is what you get. So I'm putting out into the universe that I don't want a man and that I hate men and that they're stupid and I don't fuck with them and that I'm just going to use them for sex. So that's what I'm going to get in return. So I told her, we had this amazing conversation. And I was like, yo, change how you feel about men. Change how you f- like, not change how you feel about them, but change your perspective of them. 
change your perspective of, okay, I've been through some shit. My friends have been through some shit. We've seen some, you know, we niggas have come and go in our friendship group, okay? And we've seen it all. So I told her, yo, channel that. Use that knowledge that you know about them and just move differently. Like, you don't have to say, like, oh, I'm, I don't need a nigga. I don't know that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because when you put out positivity and when you say, you know what, just I told her, just say, like, I'm open to love. I'm open to finding somebody. I'm open to eventually being a partner with somebody you will receive that when the time is right so it's just all about changing your perspective of certain things and my friend rj taught me that and i hope he watches this episode i hope he doesn't because i was crying a lot but you know nigga if you watch it i love you you're my nigga (laughs) but my friend rj really taught me that like he didn't teach me that but he really like emphasized that to me at the perfect time like changing your perspective of things and how you look at certain shit changes how it makes you feel it changes everything because you're not going to let things upset you and affect you the way that they normally would with that different perspective. So, yeah. My friends are mad cool. RJ, I'm so pr- appreciative of you. <laughs> Ziri, I'm so appreciative of you. Like, I have conversations with my friends and they really teach me things. Like, I love when people can teach you things and don't make you feel stupid. RJ is the prime example of that. Like, they teach me so much and doesn't ever make me feel like I'm less than or ever make me feel like I don't know something. It's just like, nah, gang, I'm trying to just, you know, tell you what I know so that you can use it for what you know. And we both be knowing, you know? Like, I respect friendships like that and I have an abundance of them and I just love y'all so much. But, that's really all I have on my heart right now. And my tears on the table. I can't believe I cried like that. I haven't cried on here since the Khalid episode. But I just like I said when you talk about certain things and you don't you don't realize how much emotion you really have tied behind things until you really talk about it. So I just I'm happy I came down here to talk for real because if I would have just carried that or like kept all that in, it would have affected my mood for tomorrow. Because I feel like if you keep things in and you just bottled it up, it's going to continuously affect your mood until you deal with it, you know? So I'm happy that I just let all that out and let all those tears out because I know tomorrow I'm going to wake up with a lighter heart and... I just hope that I this is every every night that I I pray before I go to sleep every night and every night I say I pray for everyone I love to be happy, safe and healthy. That's all I want. That's all I want. I'm about to be 22 in 25 days, 26 days, I don't even fucking know. But 25, yeah, I'm crazy. But I just, all I want for my birthday is for everybody to be at peace. I just want everybody to be, I want to be around some love. I want to be around happiness. I want to, I just want to live. That's all. If you made it through this whole episode without crying, you're a real one. If you didn't, I'm sorry, girl. I didn't mean to make you cry. I don't know why I said girl, because the boys be listening too. I didn't mean to make you cry now, shorty. My bad. My bad, gang. But 
I'm like astonished at myself because of everything that I said. Like it's playing in my head over and over and like I'm wiping my tears and all that shit. So it's just like, wow. But this will probably be next week's episode. Not sure yet. I don't know. Your girl just needs to get her mind right. But I usually, I sometimes I put a message at the end of the episodes and like I just want to do a little message right now. If you like really sat and listened to the, all 47 minutes of this, I'm not even going to edit this episode. There's nothing for me to edit. Like it was just a great one straight through. And I think the topic really flowed and I think my my thoughts really came out well. But if you really listen to all 47 minutes of me just talking and crying and just getting my thoughts out, I appreciate you. I really, really do. And like me recording this episode, you don't know how much I needed this. And like we all go through things. So I feel like, you know, if you listen to this and you connect with me and you understand what I what I feel and how I feel, that's even better. Because I feel like we all go through things and we feel like we're the only ones going through it. But realistically, there's so many other people out there in the world who are going through the same thing and can feel some similar shit. So thank you to everybody that tunes in to me every week. Thank you to everybody who supports me. Thank you to everybody who's been here from the beginning of this. Thank you. I'm just very, I'm feeling very fortunate and I feel like my blessings are coming. I'm just trying to be patient and wait for them. But I love y'all. I'm, I just feel good right now that I just got all that shit out for real, bro. Because none of my friends were answering the phone and I don't have nobody to vent to. So I was just like, fuck it, podcast. But <laughs> yeah, thank y'all. I fuck with y'all. I'll be back for another episode next week.